another episode of the perspective podcast this is finals edition tevin what's good bro how you feeling i'm chilling chilling ready for this ready for thursday night get started thursday night man it's it seems like it's been kind of like uh it's the past few days have been moving slow like you know what i mean like this has really been moving slow but hopefully we get a long finals out, out of this whole thing and uh and I'm glad we got a game seven. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much, but we'll get to that uh, in, in a second, though. So, uh, so yeah, uh, this is the NBA Finals preview. Uh, the old the matchup here that we are going to end up uh, seeing is Boston versus uh, the Warriors. Um, hopefully that is a long series, but uh, we'll just kind of uh, reverse a little bit and we'll talk about their paths. So um, in between this... Uh, that Warriors and the Mavericks series. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from from that series, and just what, what were some of your thoughts there? Playing out, I played out exactly how I thought. Like Golden State was gonna let them get a game. We're gonna let uh, Dallas get their little game in. But at the end of the day, it's too much firepower, too much offense, too much uh, continuity for Golden State. Uh, just yeah, just overpowering talent all across the board. Uh, I mean, even though Luca, Luca, honestly, he looked like he was probably the best player in the series. But after him, you know, the next five or six best players consistently is, was probably Warriors. And so, yeah, Dallas is they ran into the bad matchup. They ran into a, a better team overall. So Golden State, they did what they needed to do. They got him out there real quick. Now they resting up. Um, Steph. Steph had an okay, like Steph had an okay series. Draymond played real good, yeah. despite all the texts and stuff. He played real good. Wiggins did his thing on defense, gave good contribution on offense. Clay started off rocky, but you know, game five. At the game five, at the game four, Clay about to go off any game at the game four. So he went out game five with what like eight threes, I think he made. Yeah. Um pool came. Boo, pool was shaky. Who was kind of shaky. He's been I think, shaky the last two rounds. Yeah, he was kind of shaky this round. I think that, you know, that you kind of, the inexperience kind of getting, coming out of him. Um, yeah. So he was, he was kind of shaky. They put, um, what else they did? Threw Moody in there. Kaminga didn't play much. I was surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised. But they gave Moody a run. I guess they kind of was like, you know, we're going to give you your turn. We Kaminga had last round against Golden State. Give you, I mean, against Memphis. Memphis. going to give you your turn. Let you get your feet wet because we might need you in the next series with these young guns. That's fact. So, uh, yeah, they did what they needed to do. Shout out to Luca for giving, doing everything he could do to get the Mavs there. But he just, at the end of the day, he didn't have enough help. And uh, we know that Dallas is going to be looking to address that in the offseason. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, it was a five game series. Warriors ended up taking it. Luca put up big numbers as per usual. Um, but I think it's a couple things here in, in Luca's game that needs to be, um, how can I say, he's still young, so he's still developing. You know what I mean? Um, and I saw, like, the TNT guys, they were saying that Luca needs to, like, speed up his pace and everything. I don't – Luca's pace is what makes him great so far. Um, there's definitely – he can speed up his pace, and you know what I'm saying? And it was interesting what Jason Kidd said. 
uh, at the the closing presser. He was saying that uh, maybe guys can. Uh, I wish I had the. I wish I would have had the quote here, but he was pretty much just saying we shouldn't get off to a slow start as a team um, to start the season, which kind of hints at me. It's like if you kind of read between the lines, it's like we know Luca was out of shape to get to start the season. Yeah. So you come into the season, hey, instead of the Mavericks having that, whatever seed they had, maybe they finish up higher next year if they get additional pieces. Well, they finished up pretty pretty well this year, but mm-hmm. um, they, top, they was top five. five. Yeah, they, they was, five, yeah, they, they were five to start well for, for the playoffs. Are you talking about the year? No, 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 just like in the playoffs. But, you know, if they would have had that, if they didn't get off to that slow start, because you remember early in the season, Oh, the yeah, Mavs, they, they look bad. Like, yeah, they were they real looked, shaky. They couldn't yeah. play no defense and all that, yeah. Couldn't play no defense, and they had more pieces. You know what I mean? Like, Tim Hardaway was healthy. Mm-hmm, all yeah. those – all the – their entire bench mob was healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So – Right. Uh, but, yeah, if Luca just – you know what I'm saying? If he trusts other players, gets his – starts the season in shape, and they add some pieces here uh, in the offseason, then, then they'll be good. Uh, as far as the – the Mavs are concerned. They're free agents on their current roster. Brunson is a free agent. Uh, Frankie, Frankie, uh, I call him Frankie Nicotine. He doesn't play, but uh, Frankie, Frankie's going to be a free agent. And Theo Pinson, Trey Burke has a player option. So out of that group, I really think that they bring back Brunson. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. You think he takes takes a takes a gig somewhere else? Yeah, because I think that I think they don't really look at him like, man, we can't. I don't know if he's good enough to pay him. Like he's gonna get at least a four year, eighty million from somebody. He might get like four for ninety, just on how he plays. So I'm like, man, if he's gonna be our probably second highest paid player, I don't. We got a ceiling, like honestly, because he he's a good player, but he's not gonna be Luke. He can't be Luca right hand man if you're trying to get to a championship, yeah. in my opinion. So I think. I think go ahead. So I think they're going to – they might let Brunson walk or they might do a sign and trade or do something to where they can get some uh, a better a – more somebody with more potential or already who's more established. I would say maybe – I'm thinking they're looking at Aiton. I'm thinking they're looking at a shooter like Bill. Uh, might be looking at – it's probably somebody else on the market, on the low that we really don't know. Or maybe, shoot, a Levine, maybe. Just give him another – you know, just a score to bring some excitement. You know, just somebody but, to pair with. Buddy Hill, you never know. Like, and Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Hill been on the trade and free agent market for every year he's been in the league. So I don't know how good – so I don't know how good he is or he ain't. But, uh, yeah, they're going to they gonna, uh, if, they if, do something. Would you do – Two options. Would you do Brunson for Duncan Robinson sign and trade? No. Okay. Would you do Brunson for Heald sign and trade? Because no. I think I think Brunson is a is a three. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Yeah. He's not like a number two guy. Mm-mm, no. But I think he's a he's an a important bench piece. I think that's. You know what I mean? Just kind of, kind of like one of the one of those situations. So, uh, somebody's going to end up paying Brunson. I think I think the Mavs are going to end up paying him. I think it's just due to his um, uh, due to his. I guess you could say somewhat. Well, he's got chemistry with the team. The Mavs play a lot better whenever Luca's off the floor, which is crazy too, by the way. Um, as far as like their overall yeah. team balance and play, like they they play a lot better, which which is odd, but um. 
I don't know. The Mavs are in, a, are in a really, really interesting situation because they can either go up two notches with adding an important piece like Aiden uh, or Bradley Beal or somebody else that may be out there. You know what I mean? That just hasn't been uh, float, floated around. But the Mavs are in a really inter- interesting situation. But uh, Warriors got them out of there. Five games. Close out Clay. He had 32 points. Clay shot 16 threes in game five. He made eight of them. Uh, Clay is that Clay is that dude whenever it comes, it comes to close out or back against the wall situations. Right. Uh, um, like you said to your point earlier, he may have started slow in, in these past series with uh with Memphis and uh Dallas, but when the lights are the brightest, you know what I'm saying? He he do what he gotta do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Always. I ain't never the only probably bad game he seven or like something like that he had was that year they lost uh to the cleveland i think that's probably the only bad close i got my ever seen him have yeah that's a fact another uh piece about the warriors here andrew wiggins he stepped up in a big way this series now this may come off as hate but it is what it is andrew wiggins is supposed to play good against max keebler he's supposed to play well against uh Bullock and Bertons and He's supposed to play well against Powell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, get your confidence up, my boy. Like, like, do your thing. But this upcoming round against the Seas, you got you got some legit hoopers over there on, on, on in the Eastern Conference that you gotta that you're gonna have to see. So um what were your takeaways about Andrew Wiggins uh in, in this series? So like uh do you think this play continues or stays the same? Yeah, I think it continues because he or, don't have he don't have no really um he don't have no pressure like the pressure not the pressure on him is to contain Tatum and Brown that's the only pressure we they not asking him to score even though he going to get his like he going to sneak around and get his 18 to 20 but his, the pressure is just on him to stay in front of your man play good side of defense uh play some good offense move the ball make your shots be, a, be just be aggressive be aggressive and play some side of defense so I think it's going to continue. And then also he got his confidence up and then he was looking at it too. Like, man, he was the number one pick in the draft Absolutely. in what 2000, what year was it? This 22. So he was like 2004, was he 14 or 15? About 14. I know I, he was in he the was, draft. He was, he, was, he was in the draft after, uh, yeah, he yeah, yep, because they they the Kansas draft. That was that was Kansas. So I'm thinking that was I'm thinking 2015. I'm yep. not sure, but I think it's 2015. So he came in, he was number one pick. He was supposed to be a franchise, you know. That dude. Yeah, he was supposed to be the dude for a franchise, but now he kind of like fell into more of his role. Like I'm just a very, very good piece. I can be a, a great piece on the championship team. So he can he got the he got all the tools, he got the athleticism. To play with to play but with both of them. He can guard one through three. He can guard small fours. Uh and he what I've just been seeing is he just been real aggressive. Like he not, he don't turn down. Like if he got an open shot, he just shoot it. it he try to make his own shot when they give it to him. He try to attack the goal. Yeah. I just like that he being I just like he being aggressive. And I'm I'm happy for him too. Cause dude got a I ain't say he got a bad rep, but like playing in Minnesota, having to be the number one, he wasn't he wasn't built for that especially not no team like minnesota like they was in the dumps dumps you know maybe it was another team that had some good structure they could have worked it out but he was with he was in the bottom he was yeah. at the bottom so he had to 
he had to overcome a lot now that he with a winning team and see how you play winning basketball. Like he he been he just stepped up and he been answering the uh, answering the call the last the last two years, honestly. Yeah. He's actually and and to your point there about being with with a winning culture, um this might be the most winning that he's done since he's left Kansas. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe since it's the he, only winning he done since he left Kansas. Yeah, because it was like Kansas and he went to yeah, he was he he's from Canada. So I mean, we don't really know too much about high school and things of that nature. But obviously, you know, you go to Kansas, you're pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. um, yeah, because the the Wolves franchise has been in the dumps since Kevin Garnett was traded out, out of that building. Um, so I mean, it, I'm I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins. I hope this play continues. I hope it doesn't fall off. Um, he's an important piece going forward. He could be the the missing link, you know what I'm saying, for some for other franchises if the Warriors decide to not pay him going forward. But that's a I guess that's a decision uh for down the line. But shout out to Andrew Wiggins. He's doing his thing. And the Warriors are kind of at this point here where they're at um they're at uh their their slogan a couple of years ago was uh strength in numbers, right? That's Kind of, it's kind of like strength in numbers two, part two, because they play at least eight guys. Um, if you count Gary Payton the second, you count Iguodala, you count Otto Porter, and like you said in this past series as well, they played they played Kaminga in the second round, they played Moody this round. So they're a deep team. I mean, they they have some bodies out there, but if you just had to rank the, I don't know, let's let's just say maybe. Ah, let's let's say that we'll say that for the back end. We'll we'll say <laughs> that right. for the back end back end of the show. But the Warriors, they are uh they're a deep team. They're they're looking good. Uh Steph is struggling from this free throw line. I don't know what is going on. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. that's it's odd. It, it it is odd. And to anybody who missed on bets <laughs> due to Steph missing all these free throws, I feel for you because I may have place the better too you know what i mean <laughs> but uh i'm not betting no more i'm not betting no more i promise i'm out i'm, I'm, I'm out of the game i'm, I'm not betting it's, anymore it's, it bro for me it's it's too unpredictable you never know what could happen i just seen people miss out on thousands because yes. of one 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 little thing or 10 points or five points i'm like man I, it couldn't be me it couldn't be me i'd be too <laughs> mad for the rest of the month and so uh this year this series here as far as like a to just kind of put like a bow on on this series here this series it, it had a lot of blowouts um to be honest with you really like the the finals the conference finals on both sides it had a lot of blowouts like it was a, it was hard to watch a lot of these games this series in particular was really hard to watch because i mean either the warriors just jumped out and stepped on them early i think the only two three good games there that uh was uh in this series it was like game game five the closeout game was was it was uh was interesting um mm-hmm. game three and game two were the only really really quality games to really watch um the Mavs made a late run in game four that game was not as close as the score says so at all yeah so any other thoughts on on that series before we go ahead and wrap that one up mm, no I'm just just again proud proud so proud of Luca because Man, that team, if you really look at that team, they they not supposed to be that Ross ain't no supposed to be nowhere near no conference finals, but shout out to the big Luca, got them boys all the way to 
That's a fact. Shout, shout out to Luca, man. Hopefully he gets uh he gets in shape. I love the trash he talks out there too. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Like he just he just called that boy called. Right. right. <laughs> ever since he stepped on the ever since he stepped on the court, he knew he knew he was too too good for everybody else. Absolutely. And so uh Perk, I feel for you, my boy. Uh Celtics and Heat. Uh we caught game one. Uh we saw we actually watched game one together. We were over at uh at at, at my cousin's house at, at Perk's house and checking it out. Um, what were your thoughts about this series here and in, in its in the seven game series that we had here in its, in its overall? It was man, it was a it was a fight. <laughs> it was a fight because everybody was hurt. So it was pretty much the last man standing one. And fortunately for me, that was Boston. <laughs> That they they got through it, they made it through that little that test because Miami put up a fight. Although if they weren't, Miami was a tricky team. You know, they was although they was number one seed. I mean, you looked at the team as a whole, playing wise. You're like, man, they they got kind of they got some holes, like a whole they a lot of deficiencies. I put it like that. So you looked at it and like, well, how the heck they got the number one seed? But when you start thinking about it, well, you're not they in the Eastern Conference, you're not playing Orlando, the Knicks, the who else at the bottom? The uh Hornets, the Hornets, the Pacers. You're not beating up on all those teams. Magic, Magic, Pistons. Pistons. You're not beating up on all those bottom tier feeding teams. So the playoffs, once the playoffs come, you need. What wins is number one. You gotta have at least you gotta have the talent. Number two, coaching. They got the coaching, but they don't. They don't have the all around talent to be a team like Boston. Boston was just a more talented basketball team at the end of the day. If if the Heat had one more offensive threat, they could have easily could have not easily, but they could have won. This, like the, the series could have been won by them just by just by having somebody else who can get a. One piece, just somebody else who can get a bucket when you know when stuff break down. They ain't had nobody that could throw it to in the post. They had nobody who can really take you off the dribble. Uh, nobody who can break. Nobody who can break the defense down and make mismatches uh, for other players. So that was that was their downfall. That's that's what I saw. That's why I picked uh, Boston going into the series. I'm like they're just too talented. Like once that defense lock in, like who's gonna score besides Jimmy Butler? As you saw, once he got. Once he they let him get a heat. Well, they didn't let him get off. He got off his games. He definitely did. But nobody else got off because they can't because they don't have the skills. They don't have the to ability to, to really just score buckets like right. that. Right. You're gonna let PJ Tucker shoot them shots. You're gonna let um Strugs try to drive the basketball. You're gonna let uh Edmund come off the bench and shoot some some mid-range jump shots. You gonna Vincent. I don't trust none of none of them. I don't trust y'all yet. Y'all gotta show it to me. <laughs> And that's pretty much how Boston did it. They're like, y'all gonna have to show us that y'all can do something uh, outside Riding, of Jimmy. You know, special yeah. attention. Once we once we box, just put Jimmy in this box. Don't let the, all those other shooters and people get out there. Like, we got a good chance. And Tatum, he 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 did his thing. He wasn't as efficient as he right. was the round before, but he still let him got did his thing. Marcus Smart played play made some good made some good plays this series, and and Al Horford just. Man, he he had a couple he, big games. He had he played like at two thousand nine Hawks at Atlanta Horford because he That's was 
he was he was everywhere offensively defensively he he made all the big good veteran basketball plays and that was pretty much that's the difference in the series it just they didn't have nobody else that can take that offensive pressure off jimmy but off jimmy butler and i don't even think if hero was healthy i don't think he still he's to me i still don't think he would have been enough not enough not enough because i mean like if even if you we talked we talked after game one and i believe jimmy butler i believe he had 40 plus in game one. I think he had like 15 free throws, something like that in, in game. And a lot. And if you notice to your point, like JB had 47 in game six. Yeah. He almost gave them a 50 burger. You know what I mean? Like uh if you need 50 points from one person to beat a team, you need some more help. You need <laughs> you need more pieces. And he had to do it twice. You know what I mean? So right. um those free throws help. Uh, this series and in, in, overall, it was super physical. I loved it. It reminded me of like mid two thousands basketball. Oh, uh, once we yeah, once we fit. Oh, we got to talk about uh, the the refs. Yeah, we yes. have to. Yeah, let's wrap this. We gonna talk about the refs. both in both series. Yeah, on, yeah, on both sides. Both sides. This game, this this series, it was extremely physical. It reminded me of two thousands basketball. I I absolutely loved it. I knew that this series was going to be low scoring because I mean it doesn't take much to beat the Miami Heat. Uh, as far as offensively, 107 points is, is enough to beat them on a, right. on a nightly basis, um, especially whenever you get to 110, 113 up there. They don't have enough firepower, no, no matter what they do. Um, injuries on both sides. Marcus Smart, I believe he had a foot injury. Uh, Al Horford had COVID uh, for game one. Tyler Hero had a groin injury, not enough scoring. Um it was just Rob, Rob Ben. He was in and out the lineup. He was nicked up. Knee injuries. Jimmy Butler had some knee swelling. Didn't, didn't did Lowry miss a game one or two or something like that? He missed two games with a hamstring injury from the previous round. Yeah. Dealing with dealing with the Sixers. Right. So that's been an injury that's just carried on. You got to be careful with those hamstrings and, and calves, things of that nature, because those are super, super sensitive there. But injuries on both sides. Uh, like you said, last man standing. Um, I absolutely hated all the flopping that went on in this series. It was, it's, and I think that it's, it's embarrassing. And I think that kind of goes into that conversation with the refs as well. So, I mean, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard for the, you gotta, you having so many stops in play, right? The refs got to go over here. They got to check this out. They got to look at this. We might as well have this referee conversation right now. Um, (laughs) The the refs, they have to stop and go take a look at everyone's, was this elbow intentional? Was this elbow just a natural basketball motion? Um, was this was he in legal guarding position? Did he beat his man to the spot for the block? Or right. Did for he the, move the on the screen? On the screen, did he extend his hip into his knee on purpose? I'm like, bro, was the like, was the flailing hand? Was that was that serious? Like, I'm like, come bro. on, bro. Like this, we got to do something. Like, some something has to be made. A lot of people made a thing about uh, that Max Struess three over there by the Heat bench that was hey. overturned in Game Seven. A lot of people made a thing about that, but my thing is the Heat missed like ten free throws that game. So, yeah. I mean, that 10 free throws, I mean, they lost by – if the score was 196. Five? Yeah, that was like five. Yeah, it was 196. Four. It was a four-point yeah. game. You, you make 10 free throws, you got 106, and now you're forcing Boston to, to really score. And mm-hmm. on top of it, that late run that the Heat went on, because it looks like – it looked, first of all, Marcus Smart took like 
five. He took five shots. The last five shots of the game, he took. They were all like just bad, and it was like he was he was naked. He was wide open, like literally wide open. He just clanked them all. Like <laughs> that's true. That's what they wanted. Yeah, they knew and, he was. First of all, they knew he was going to shoot him. And number two, they wanted him to shoot. So just before we get off, uh, really just get into this series, heavy, like real, real heavy. Uh, let's just have this this chat about the refs real quick. Uh, so so what is what are your, some some of your other thoughts about the refs and everything that's going on currently? They, they got to change all this reviewing stuff. Like it's it's too much. If we're gonna review something, they need to have somebody. They too. It could be me sitting at home watching a camera watching the game and they say oh we replaying that um queue up such and such i will gladly do this press the button go back look oh yeah that's a he was out of bounds bam hey call him up hey he was out of bounds all right cool do say he was out of bounds let's go we don't need what do we need why do we need to take the people off the court to go look at something on a video camera when you got that because they you see espn calling steve all the time they were hey steve well, uh, what you think about this? And he answered him in two and a minute and a half. Hey, and not even a minute, in 30 seconds. Yep, he was in a circle. He was in a circle. So, therefore, it was a charge, uh, what you call it, two free throws. That's it. That's all you need to cut out some of all this crazy five-minute delays. From the then the thing that drive me, they'll look at it. Then they'll, all right, you think we got it? Yeah, well, let's look at it one more time just to see. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> What are we doing? What is happening? Valuable time. Number one, y'all wasted my time. Yes. I don't like it. Yes. Just y'all, bro. I'm like, I will do this job for a small, not a for a fee, not a small fee. That's the NBA. I will do this job. I need that money. I'll do all the games in the same night. I have a multiple screens. Whenever they call me, I'm like, oh, I would just be pressing buttons, ready to go. Cause that don't make no sense for them to be taking no five minutes to review stuff. Then like the then I forgot about that PJ Tucker stuff. That pissed me off so bad. I'm like, number one, Marcus Smart fouled him first. Marcus Smart pushed him. <laughs> and y'all can review that to see what he, if that caused the hand thing. And then number two, he got his hand, he got fouled and his hand just like, it got caught. So he just was getting it out of there. And they hit the dude in the face and they said, oh, foul. <clears throat> what kind of, what are we playing? A, act, a, a natural arm motion that somebody so happens to get, touched by that's an offensive foul i'm like no like that, that shouldn't be considered an offensive foul and it should have been a foul on what we call it in the first place but then the overview return the overview three to me honestly it looked like he had his heels up yeah it's to me his, the front part of his foot was still in play yeah. the back half of his foot was exactly. literally like above the line yeah. it From wasn't I, on the line Right from the angle I saw, so that was a big. That was a bad. That I ain't gonna say it's bad, but it was unfortunate that they took that away from the Heat. But bro, them foul, some of them foul calls that they was giving Jimmy, some of them blocks and charge them block. Well, block charge always hard. It's hard. some of them, but some of them foul calls. I'm like, oh, they called one on Tatum. They said he uh, when he drove, and I think they said he uh, fended off PJ Tucker. I'm like, his arm was here and it never moved. I'm like, bro, y'all gotta. Y'all got yeah. just because PJ Tucker going, you know him, he gonna go flying. So just because his sorry self, he need they need <laughs> to cut about, him. Yeah, it's about time he hanging up too, along with it is time It's time for the cut. So, bro, they was horrible. The math series, I read well, I ain't gonna lie, I can't even complain about math series. I ain't even watched them games that much because <laughs> I already knew what was gonna happen. But I some of them calls, I know some of them calls was bad, but that he sells the series, them refs were so inconsistent. I was like, this is embarrassing. They need 
They need new, I ain't gonna say new, they need ref training. They need to stop awarding flops. They need to learn like nat- natural basketball motions don't always have to be a foul. Like, because the PJ Tucker stuff, I'm like, that's un- that's a just because he got hit in the face. If he would have did that and called dude in the side, they would not have called it. Yeah. But just because it got him in the face, oh, it was a foul. No, it would, if it would hit him here, that wouldn't have been a foul. So why is it a foul if he touched him right there? So, the, bro, they 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 got to do better. Literally, just like how it was at, at the back end of the game, whenever the the Heat made that late run, Tatum went to the rim. He went up natural motion, but he hit he hit Bam in the face. Like he literally, like the the point of his elbow, like hit Bam mm-hmm. in the face. Now that's an offensive foul. They got it right. You know what I'm saying? So we do want to give them them credit for that, but. The biggest thing, especially in this era of basketball, the game is so fast now. You're taking away from the fan experience. You're taking away from the the momentum that one team may have or the other team. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. you giving you you stopping all these that you stopping all the game action. You're giving all these teams timeouts, like free timeouts. My everybody, God, everything every every college. Everybody reviews. Uh, Everybody complains. Everybody cries. Too much, it's too much complaining. Nobody's ever wrong. Like it's it's nasty. At, at, at this point, it is nasty. What what is going on in the game? I mean, I hate to bring it to this, but the only way that boys is going to stop complaining and flopping is whenever you start taking you got more texts, and which is going to lead to texts, fines, suspensions. Like that's right. just what it's going to going to come to. Um, Kyle Lowry, master flopper. Chris Paul, master flopper. Manu Ginobili, master flopper. PJ Tucker, Matt, like supreme flopper. I mean, it's it's nasty. It's nasty at this point. I would hope that the, that we're able to get some type of uh, correction for next season and the seasons going forward. But everybody wants to complain. Everybody wants, and people complain about their texts. Your texts are warranted whenever you're trying to literally trick the refs at, at, at certain points, like. Yeah. It's it's disgusting, and over there on on the on on the Maverick side, Mavericks and the Warriors. I'll even take it back a season uh, series before the Suns and the Mavs. That was hard to watch because it was so much, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was it was so much chit chat. It was so much. Was this uh, egregious? Was this dirty? Was this yeah. uh, a flop? Like it's it's just bad. I, I I seriously hope that the league gets it gets it together. And they actually have like a, a dedicated phone, the green phone, since we got a green lamp on on, on the <laughs> scores table now. Like, let it be a green phone. Y'all talk with whoever. Y'all get it correct. We move forward. And hopefully it's like right. a quick 30-second process. You know what I mean? Especially a, a nationally televised game. Have somebody dedicated to it. Bro, we in the age of the internet. You can see stuff so fast. Like, it don't make no sense for them to have to leave the court and all three of the refs got to walk over there and go look at this. I'm like, you can easily just call, press the button, tell dude, hey, was it a foul? Was it not? And if he get it wrong, then that's on him. But uh, but uh, for the most part, he should get it right because he's looking at the replay. Like, just like not, 90% of us going to get it right. Like, he should get it right almost every single time. He going to have his – they going to get it wrong. Whoever He or she, whoever doing it, going to get it wrong sometimes. But – like, come on, bro. It don't take that. And then another thing. Well, two things. Number one, they got to stop letting the star players, like, well, they got to stop this. Every every layup, you ain't getting fouled. Every time after all I see, so I up, they do this. Everybody hands up. Bro, it's like the Westbrook disease. Every time he misses a layup, he always, hey, like, no, you nobody touched you. You just miss. He do it a lot. Luca do it a lot. 
uh, pretty James much Harden. Tatum do Harden. Tatum do it a lot. Like all the stars do it a lot. They gotta stop. They gotta start doing something about that. I think they need to increase the number of texts you can get before you get suspended. Therefore, the refs can give more texts. Like I let you give more texts, but just make the threshold a little bit, not too much, but like maybe I think if you get sixteen, then you, you get suspended. suspended. Maybe maybe give me twenty. That mean I go off every. Every four games I get a take. That's cool. Yeah, like twice, it's twice a month, something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Every if I get to take every if I play all games, I get four takes every one take every four games. That's that's understandable. This is a, a a physical sport, so that's number one. I'll up the takes, up the take numbers, so you can give more takes. Number two, this is the one thing that just I just noticed, like that just started popping. I've never seen this many people stand up like right by the floor like off the bench like they gotta do something about it they need to put a new line a line like how they got the coaches box they need a player's box you can't step past this line like because you're interfering with the gameplay it was in the miami like that i remember smart shot of three marcus morris and oladipo was having a foot on the court while he was in the corner they were standing literally on the court that should have been a tick right there like they too close to the game action now if somebody shoot a three and land on their foot and turning their ankle and something bad and now then then people will be worried about it then people everybody will be mad in the frenzy let that be one of the star athletes get hurt then the fans will be mad the uh, team the opposing team gonna be mad if somebody steps on somebody's ankle you know a foot and turns an ankle so they gotta they gotta if you're on the bench you're there for a reason sit your behind down cheer from there stand up had a little box a little line you can stand up to this point and because you only really need to get off the bench when you're going into the game. And then the fans behind you, I know they be drove. They're like, bro, we paid for all this money for these seats. And now we got to stand up over y'all six. We got to stand up. Y'all already six, five, six, six. We can't see. Now we can't see. And we done paid ten, eight thousand, seven thousand dollars for these for these close courtside kind of seats. So, bro, they yeah, I, when I saw that, I hated it. That's why Theo Pinson not gonna get re-signed by the Mavericks because he cost Mark Cuban about four hundred thousand dollars, and I know he like you not worth four hundred thousand dollars, so he gonna be gone. Uh, he drove me, son. He just wanted to be. They just wanted. I'm like, you want to be a part of the team so bad, then get good. Then right. you'll be able to do actually do something. So yeah, that's that's another thing they got to change. All that that was pissing me off. Yeah, and especially like with you with the fans' perspective because you got to think about how many people are behind that bench you literally have given let's say eight to 13 people they literally have the worst seats in the house at at this point you know what i'm saying and literally and may might be the most expensive seats in the house because you're literally behind the player players um and another point too where the where the where the vertical line meet and the under the basket line meet everybody can hang out back there like behind that line but not like on the the side like with the seats of the bench yeah if you're more so like at the uh we're like the ball boys and like the towel boys all and, and girls where, where all they they be right there mm-hmm. cool you can post right there but if you literally like on the court you're breathing on the court there was a clip that's going around of kyle lowry somebody was in the corner shooting a three and kyle kyle like wolfed at him and it's like we just gonna let that roll. <laughs> and then the other crazy thing is he was fouled out. He so I'm like, out. you still kind of being a part of the game, kind of. If you behind somebody yelling at them while they on the court, yeah, literally. And there's no telling what else. What else is happens and that we missed. And it's and another thing too is, you remember the year, uh, 
this is I think this might have been KD's first year with the with the Warriors. Whenever Zaza Pachulia stepped on uh Kawhi foot, whenever he was closing out on that three, and then that's whenever that's whenever yeah. they implemented the uh the protecting protected yeah. shooter space. Right. And now that happened live action. That's court. That's a court injury. Yeah. Something like that could happen, but from the bench perspective. So that's exactly why you have to change this rule. Because if you remember during that series, whenever Zaza stepped on Kawhi's foot, the Warriors were getting spanked. They, they were was, getting he they was, was getting spanked. He was, by- <laughs> he was getting whooped and he was locking KD up. They were up yes. 20 in the they first was, game, game one. They were up 20. And he and that happened, that changed everything. Literally, that the whole NBA history changed right there. You know Probably. what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, they definitely have to do something about this in order to uh, clean up the game. The refs have to make this a, a quicker process. Uh, headquarters and league office, please fix this. Uh, the owners and the players, Chris Paul and CJ McCollum, y'all the leaders of the, the, the players uh, coalition or whatever it's called. Get it together. Please it's get not it together. That hard. Let's, let's if, ESPN, if ESPN can know how to get it quicker like come on bro like they y'all just take from them like oh that's what that's how they get theirs they hired one of an old ref and he tells them that his perspective let's hire uh a current you can hire whoever the heck you want to hire old ref current ref and they can tell you if it's a file or whatever and we can go ahead about our business 20 30 seconds we done yep we in and out and that uh are a legit ref you know what i mean and especially we need i think there needs to be a I wonder how the funnel system works for the, for the referees uh, in in the NBA. I wonder if it's just like a class, or if you come up from college, or yeah, G like League. how do you become an NBA ref? Yeah, so it I, it definitely needs to be a a better funnel system in order for us to get all this together. While we uh, while we on refs, I had a random thought earlier this week. Don't know why. Like you know how we all like people like like refs are kind of like a part of the game now. Like, but I blame like the media and stuff. Like we shouldn't know who the refs are. Like at the tip off, don't say, "Oh, and the referee." Don't be like pointing out like the. Uh, this is Scott Foster. Yeah, we're gonna have the referee tonight of Scott Foster and Leon Woods and whoever. Don't don't do that. Like the only refs we should know for sure before a game is like, say they did an interview and asked about the referee and like the head ref. We should know say if they did like a sideline report and asked about the well how they're gonna call a game. Like we should know. Okay, maybe she if she mentioned the head ref, he or she mentioned the head ref. That's cool. Um, or that's or whoever doing a tip, like if somebody's throwing the ball up for the tip, that's the only time you should hear the refs like pre-game action name even be mentioned. Because now, if you mentioning like they put out the referee report, who's gonna be refereeing this game? Why? Why does it matter? Yeah, that shouldn't like, matter to to the general public. Right, all the refs should be. If they the best, they should all be you know at this certain level. So it shouldn't even y'all shouldn't be announcing. Like oh, uh, like Scott Foster is refing this game today. Like that don't. <laughs> why is that important? Like, are you telling us? Are you telling us that for number one betting purposes, or number two, are you telling us that because you want people to know his family or friends to know that he's working this game and you can watch him on TV do his job? Like nobody really cares. Like about right. that. <laughs> like like on, like we, we shouldn't know the ref. I, that's my thing. We shouldn't be. Don't we shouldn't know the ref's name for nothing. Don't mention it unless they do you doing a report about like who like how the game gonna be called or whatever. 
are you doing a, um or who's throwing the tip off? And they're like, and such just throws the tip up. Like other than that, I don't, I don't care. I don't. You don't even know. I don't even know his name. We shouldn't know that Scott Foster and Chris Paul have beef. Like we shouldn't know that. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul, he made it a thing that every time Scott Foster uh, refs one of his games, he has the some of the worst games of his career, and yeah, it's that, always that's post, different. Post-season. That, that's different because the, the player mentioned him specifically. Like, but yeah, the media, not a player. Yeah, that's different. But like, if somebody the media or somebody shouldn't just be mentioning refs and names, like they're like nobody care. I don't know no baseball. Um, well, I don't watch baseball, but I don't care whoever the baseball umpire is. Right, and that's just like we know some of the refs just because like Joey Crawford, we know him just just because he was always on TV. Dick Pavetta, we know him because he was always on TV. Right, uh, we know the ref that looks like Gucci Mane, like <laughs> because because he looked like Gucci, like <laughs> and right. in, in the NFL even like Ed Hockey League, we know him because he's the most swole ref ever, like in the right. history of refs, <laughs> like including wrestling. <laughs> so it's like we shouldn't we shouldn't we know way too much about the referees. The league needs to clean this up going forward. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, the refs are becoming too too involved in the game. Like, right. They're a part of the game, but they are not. Stars. Should, yeah, like, don't, come on. He's the, he's the ref. I shouldn't know all the facts about the ref. Like, I should know he's, this is his 115th uh, time ref in the uh, NBA Finals game, a new record. What? No, who keeping records for refs? Really? What book <laughs> is this in? <laughs> this is Guinness. Yes, like what has a stat for everything. Everything. He's, <laughs> everything. Called most, he's called the most fouls in the last two minutes of uh playoff games in the last 19 years. Like, well, come on, bro, come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> too much. Um, also while we're here on this dress, before we wrap up this, uh, this is a good topic because this was random too. Uh do you think that there should be more challenges that uh coaches should be allowed more than one challenge? I yeah, I think you should get you should get at least one and a half. I agree with that. At least two, bro. Like, cause if something happened in the first quarter, like I, you tell me, I can't do nothing about it. About something happening in the third or fourth quarter, like and I the refs, gotta be like, and I the refs gotta, gotta look at everything after two minutes, right? Like two I minutes just, and below. Yeah, I'd be like, I just gotta accept that. Okay, I know this, but I know my player didn't go ten, but because I don't have no more real cha- challenges, I used it in the first quarter because I thought somebody, uh, that was a charge, but it was blocked. I can't. Ain't nothing we can do about this. Yeah. Like at least give me one shot in the second half. So it should be like football. Like you know how they get? Don't they get fresh uh timeouts? Yeah, let me yeah. get a fresh challenge in that second. Yeah. In that second half, I think that, and I also think they might need to look in getting a one. Maybe well, they they should look at the idea of getting another ref so they can have one, two, three, four. But maybe if you got another ref, they see more stuff, so more fouls get called. So I think that's kind of why they don't, or more violations and stuff get called. So yeah. I think that's why they keep it at three because you're not gonna see everything but if you put four they might see a little too a little much, too much. And yeah who knows they might i think they should experiment with that at least in the g league or in the uh, uh what's this thing or called in college even in college yeah what's or what's the time they play before they get to this real preseason yeah that, Pre- yeah preseason. summer league yeah. all that yeah yeah, yeah. If some there you go some of summer league g league let's let's test it out there and see yeah. see how it goes from, from that point right. and so uh we went ahead and wrapped up that random refs topic, which was really good, which was really good, by the way. And so um, over here in this Celtics and Heat series, this ended up being a seven-game series. The Celtics ended up taking it. Uh, the Heat just did not have enough firepower at all. Jason Tatum, he uh, – not efficient, but he did – he did okay. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he did okay. He did okay. Uh, Jason Tatum – um, I know that Jalen Brown, he ended up having a 40-point game in one of these games. 
Uh, so that that was definitely good to see. Uh, but Jason Tatum, his run continues. He's went through KD and Kyrie first round sweep action, may I add. Uh, second round, he went through the defending champs in the Milwaukee Bucks seven game series. Did what he had. They did what they had to do. And now they went through uh, the Miami Heat and your favorite word culture they went to the Miami Heat and, and the culture of the Miami Heat <laughs> and so uh do you think that Jason Tatum has he's taken that step from star to superstar or do you think he still has some more room to grow oh no he he a superstar now where you rank him is kind of you you kind of get tricky but now nah, he definitely he's there because he can he does everything you need a superstar to do oh you need me to get a bucket all right I can make it. You need me to make a play? All right. Need me to get a stop? All right. Need me to hit these free throws? For the most part, I think, all right. You need me to get to the goal? When, all right. Like, ain't no point he can do. He can be effective in, shoot, almost in a lot of, almost every, like, the main, the major aspects of the game, he can dominate in those major aspects, like some, like, you know, he can dominate in a major aspect of the game, whereas whether it's passing, shooting, rebounding, defending, uh, getting steals, you know, whatever leading just leadership period. He can he control can control a game with the ball in his hands. Uh yeah, he he got all the tools. He yeah, he's a superstar. Like ain't too many people you can put on a team and just lead them, but he he one of them. He yeah. He's a all around all around threat. Like he's not even a, he's not a he's not the best three point shooter. But when he shoots it, I'm I'm afraid. You concerned? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like I think he's gonna hit it. Yeah. And he just got that man. He got the mentality now. It's looking like he's put he he only 24. So he we've been putting this pressure on him since he came out of Duke. Leo's all like man. He like then he's the next like next. maybe he's Kobe. Maybe he's the next Pierce or the next great. He's the next great wing player. Everybody was already saying it, but. He he started off so hot when his team got so deep into the playoffs. We kind of like expected. I think we expected too much of him at a young age, but now he's matured. His game's matured. Body's matured, and you it all it's it's coming together at a at a great time. So he every day he answered when he um I forgot he had one bad game, but then he came back the next game. I think he had like thirty five or thirty six, thirty something like that. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, that's what a superstar do. Bad game. All right, we're gonna brush that off. We got gotta win this next game. I'm gonna step up, do my thing. We win it. He, yeah. Yeah. He's a superstar. But where you rank him, uh, it's whatever. But he he in that club. He in that club now. Yeah. It's a uh, game three. He had a really bad game. Ten points. He shot three or fourteen from the field in forty one minutes of game time. Terrible. Yeah, you can't get much worse than that. But rebounded later on in the series. Uh, game six, he shot nine of 12, had 30 points on 12 shots. Hard to do. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Hard to do. They lost game six, but he, he responded. Uh, he had one, two, he had two 30 point games. He had a 20, 29 point game 29, 27, 10, 31, 22, 30, and 26 in the closeout game, game seven. Um, 26 and 10, may I add. Uh, so not bad. Uh, Jason Tatum, he's definitely uh, doing his thing. He stepped up. Um, I, I saw some some Celtics Twitter. They were kind of mad that he had the, the 24 band on because, you know, the Lakers Celtics thing. But that's his inspiration, man. Like, right. I, I ain't mad at nobody like for doing that. And 
I give a lot of credit in this series to uh, Coach Ime Udoko. He did his thing. And I give a lot of this team's progression credit to him because uh-huh. it's it's obvious now with the Brad Stevens experiment that they hit the wall and or they hit their, their ceiling rather because you run into LeBron James, you run into <laughs> LeBron James, you know what I mean? And, right. and we were talking to our pre-pod, they pretty much ran their entire squad back from that 18-19 season. You just remove Kyrie, uh, you know what I'm saying? You just remove Kyrie out of the mix. You replace Kyrie with Derek White and uh, Pritchard. Grant Williams and Grant Pritchard. Williams and Pritchard, and you got the same squad. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? That, that lost to LeBron uh, in, in that uh, that season there. But the Celtics are definitely on a good run. Uh, Jalen Brown, he showed up this series as well. He had a 40-point game as well in this series as well. Uh, Jason Tatum took, took some – at a certain point, it kind of looked like he was starting to kind of force it a little bit. But then that's when, you know, certain timeouts happen or maybe a review or a ref situation happened. And coach pulled him aside. was like, yo, like, just make the right play. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach Adoku's his his focal point in this whole series was making the simple play. And sometimes the, the simple play is the best play. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what you saw in the like the last like three or four games, last three games. You saw what, like Brown, he was trying to do uh, some of the games, he was trying to do too much. Yeah. He was over dribbling, he was getting too deep in the lane. And Odoko was like, bro, like calm down, make the make the pass, like, come, stop, think, make the pass, like make a pass, make a pass. You don't have to try to score or one on one every single time. Like, just make a pass. If you ain't got it, pass it. You ain't got it, pass it. Like, it's gonna come back, the ball gonna come back. We're gonna move the ball around, you know. He's like, because if they didn't, if Boston don't turn the ball over, they're just gonna win the game. The only reason they lost games is because they turned the ball over. Literally. But every game they didn't turn the ball over like they won. So he that's what he kind of got to them. He was like, Hey, make it make it simple. Don't be so like hard. Don't make it hard. Don't make the game hard for yourself. Make yeah. the plays, make the simple passes. If you don't got it, move the ball, shoot your open shots, like, but don't be trying to do because Jalen Brown did something. One game he was pissing. He started off like five turnovers. I was like, hey. He, I was like, he's trying to go for the record for most turnovers in the game because he's had like five. I was like, hey, he, buddy, like, buddy tripping. You got to, <laughs> he need to get to go sit down. Real man. You don't go talk to him. He's like, hey, just, he's like, if it ain't there, pass it. And so, yeah, but he, he got their mind right. And, and he, he, I don't, he like, he going to be here for, there for a while doing some, they're going to be doing some big things in Boston. And also, they're definitely, to your point there, Jalen Brown, he was definitely doing a lot in this series, but Coach reeled him in. Um, mm-hmm. And also, another little note here before we wrap up the Celtics uh, part of things, the Celtics are kind of like road warriors, if you kind of look at it. They went into they went into Milwaukee Game 6, did what they had to, had to do and to force a Game 7 back in Boston. They closed Miami out, Game 7 on the road. They swept Brooklyn on the road in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? To close them out. So the, they definitely have to have the mark of uh, that they can play anywhere against anybody, anytime. Yeah. They set them boys. I think the record, they seven and two on a road. This, this play in the, the playoff series, seven and two on a road. Love it. Love it. Um, over there on, on the, on the heat side of things, I already mentioned earlier in the show, how uh, it was a four point game. The heat lost uh, 100 to 96. The heat missed uh, about, about 10, well, eight free throws to be exact. Um, but a lot of people are questioning Jimmy Butler's decision, uh, pulling up and taking that three in transition late. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? 
Well, I questioned it, too, because I didn't watch the whole game. So I questioned it when I saw it. I was like, Jimmy, no, like, you're not a three-point shooter. Y'all down two. Tied up. Those are goals or something. But uh, once after everything settled and I realized somebody told me, I talked to him, I was like, yeah, he played out the whole game. I was like, wait, you mean he played the whole the whole game? And then, like, 45, 46 minutes? He's like, nah, he never came out. So I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, he played all 48 minutes. I was like, you might as well take that three because the overtime, you wasn't going to get no help. So I'm like, your legs already tired. Lowry game gone. Uh, Hero ain't having in game seven. I'm like, so you're gonna be playing one on five for another five minutes. Yep. I was like, yeah. So it was, and it was a good look. Like I thought it was going in because yep. once he got it up, I was like, oh, I was like, it's online. It was just Ooh. short, but it was perfect. I was when I was so when he shot that, I was so dev- I was like, bro, this is about to go in. And Boston might have to make a, a game-winning shot. But he missed it. It was online. He missed it. But, yeah, he got to take that because the rest of the team wouldn't name. They wouldn't worth nothing. So, yeah, yeah, take that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it because, I mean, I, I look at I went back and I looked at the player quite a few times. Of course, JB, he, he had so many options. Like, uh, And if you look at it, Horford was funneling him over to, I believe that was uh, Jason Tatum that was over there on the – the right corner. Yeah, Tatum was in the right corner. Yeah, Tatum was in the right corner. Brown was over there in the left corner. And so, I mean, he could have he could have went any other way. He could have he maybe he could have got an M1, you know what I'm saying? Anything of that nature. Uh, but I mean, I'm not mad at the, at the decision. You could look at it. First of all, the Celtics kind of like I hate to use the word rolled over, but they kind of just like weren't as aggressive with yeah. about four minutes to go on the clock and oh, yeah. that's whenever the heat made their run late so i mean i'm not mad at no at, at jb's decision you live with it he a hero you know what i'm saying and it's one of the biggest shots in conference finals history right um and it's but now it's it's just it is what it is i i, re- I respect the kill shot like I, I i definitely do i definitely do respect the kill shot yeah sometimes you gotta be like might as well like <laughs> like you gotta be like whatever happened happened yeah. Now in this series here, do you think that they that the Heat went wrong somewhere as far as like their offensive sets, or you think it was just not enough talent? Uh, I don't think they went wrong. I think the one thing I saw that kind of that worked for them was when I forgot. I think it was a game Jimmy went off. Uh, one of them games they won. Jimmy started getting. They started doing high pick and roll with him at the top, with him and Bam. That's exactly had, where I was going. They had the two shooters. They had. One shooter in one corner. They had another shooter. Like, he went on a wing, but he went in the corner. Yeah. Then they just had Martin kind of – he was – in, and Martin was in the corner. So, you could leave Martin because he really – you you know, he's not no shooter, but he he can he can make us – he can probably make a shot. So, mm-hmm. when they start doing that, like, Jim was getting that screen and coming off to that mid-range, you can't lead him to that wing and that corner three. So – he was getting that mid-range up. All he was getting straight to the goal, and then that opened up Bam to get, like, a couple of them, like, little layups and little shots he do. So I saw that work. It worked for, like, a couple plays in a row, and I was like, they, that's, the, that's the only way they probably could have won with the team they had. But the bad thing about that, the offense, they, the team they had on offense, on defense, he was going to be giving it up because they had Robinson on one side. They had, I think, Benson on the other side. Benson I'm like, on the other side. I'm like, you ain't getting nowhere. And Cody Martin, I'm like, and I'm like, so that's 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 no size and no uh defense. <laughs> so you're gonna get worked on that end. But that was their best chance. So that was their best uh offensive set that they had 
But I was like, it ain't sustainable because Jimmy Butler is not a LeBron. He's not a KD or somebody that can just doesn't dominate you scoring that much like every single game. So I'm like, I don't – or Giannis. I'm like, that ain't – it wasn't sustainable for him. So I'm like, it, that's, that's the only thing I saw that worked when Hero wasn't there. But when Hero was there, you know, he was – he was nicked up and he wasn't playing good. So one that's, wasn't 100 percent Yes, that's the that's the only thing I saw them do the whole series <laughs> that was effective. That's the only set I saw. Other than that, it was the Jimmy Butler try to drive and get to the goal and get fouled. And that's something that I just don't understand why they didn't because we literally saw the same exact same thing. The high pick and roll with Bam was working. It was effective in yeah. in the early part of the series. That's why they had so much success uh offensively. And I mean, you run those hot pick and rolls and you got options. If I remember correctly, Coach Spoh's options were uh, it was Cody Martin and Hero were on the floor at the same time. Then the other sets was Vincent and uh, was it Struess? Probably Struess. Yeah, it was Vince, Vincent and Struess were on, on the floor at the same time, but you still running the same action. So therefore, you, you have better looks. Yeah. And Bam and Bam has to be more aggressive, especially in those pick and roll situations. He got to be more aggressive, period. Because yeah. he's supposed to be. I wasn't one year he was like a twenty and ten player. The bubble year, eighteen and 10, 20 and 10. bro. He uh uh-uh. uh. So Robert, I don't know. Robert Williams had him scared. I don't know if Horford had him within his head, but the only game game he had was that. Well, he had the thirty point game when Williams wasn't there. And then he had another, I think he had like game five or six. He had a decent game. He had like 15 or 18, something like that. But he was, he, uh, he, for that team, need him to be more aggressive because he ain't, he ain't show me nothing that says I'm going to give this guy a max contract when this, unless he got one already. But if he ain't got one yet, I was like, that ain't show me nothing. Not at all. Because I mean, uh, we talked about this earlier here, earlier in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler is a 1B or a 2A however you want to look at it, and Bam would be the next best. And so that leads me to this. Does Bradley Bill take them over the top? And, of course, you know what I'm saying, you 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 would have some type of upgrade at point guard because Kyle Lowry is not, not the future going forward. But if you just – What you, you going to do with him? He get $28 million. Ain't nobody want that. What, after what they sell? Uh, ain't nobody want that. Somebody will take him. I guarantee Toronto will take him back. He's home. Toronto be some fools. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> Toronto's not going nowhere no time soon. You know what? I don't watch Bill. I don't watch Bill enough, and I don't see him enough to know. Like, I know he can get buckets, but like, I don't know how that how he. I don't watch him enough to see how he gets them. If that makes sense, like, I don't know if he gets them like one on one or if he gets them off screens or stuff like that. But I just a, don't a lot of off the screens. Yeah, because I don't see Washington play enough, so I don't. So I don't know. I know he can get the average 30 a game, and you ain't getting too many players that can average 30 a game. Yeah. So um you add on to the heat to the Miami Heat. I ain't gonna say the culture because I don't I don't understand what that yeah, means. I, I don't buy it. So uh yeah, I I'm like, what was the culture when LeBron left? Oh, okay, thanks. Uh because <laughs> they because they was they was easy, they was quick outs one of them. As soon as LeBron left, I ain't had nothing about no culture. Real quiet, man. Arena was empty. Yeah. So uh I didn't see Khaled courtside. Didn't see Ross courtside. Not Pat Joe. Oh no, they was. Wayne. Oh yeah, people. People was coming late to the games. You know, in Miami, they always late, but they were coming later. They was coming <laughs> to halftime. They was at the club before game. I'm like, how you go to the club? You go to the strip club before the game? Y'all, y'all some. Oh, different. Y'all did not care about this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. I that's one thing I really because I don't know. I don't watch Bill enough to know if he gets them over the hump. So, uh. 
I have to take a rain check on that one. Yeah. It will be interesting to see what they do and who they add to their roster because I think with this playoff run, you you can kind of see where some of those pieces can get traded. Strews, we, we talked about Robinson early in the season, that, that $90 million contract. Somebody will buy it. Who? They're fools. Hopefully not Chicago. Well, uh, they could use Rob. He can play, but they're going to have to upgrade the people beside him. And, the, like, if he your weakest player, like, defensively, or if that's your weakest player, you to me, you still good. Like, you good because he can shoot the lights out. But if that's your one weak player and, yo, the rest of your team good, I think you you still, to me, you can win with somebody like that because he can just shoot. So he shoot it so good. And he also was putting it on the floor more later in the series once he got more PT because he was like, bro, I'm really not just, he's like, I, I can do other stuff, but they need me, but I'm a shooter, but I can do the little other, the dribbling stuff. So I think, I think they can keep him. I, I would keep him, try to move the, the Struces. I think he's a more consistent shooter than Struce. The numbers might be kind of close, but I think I would, I would rather Duncan Robinson be shooting my threes than, <laughs> than Struce. Yeah. Yeah. And especially uh, Duncan Robinson, like he he was sitting on the bench for the majority of, of the season. DNPs. Yeah, for a lot. And then he I believe that was game three or four. He checked in and it that game was pretty much a blow. If I if memory serves correct, it was game four. That game was a blow for the majority of the time. But then uh, Robinson came in. He just started putting up shots. Confidence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no better feeling when, whenever you're struggling and you're shooting or just trying to score the ball just or just trying to contribute. And then you you start to see, and the ball just goes to the hoop for you. You know what I'm saying? And it just builds confidence. So uh, he can shoot the rock. It's no question about that. But he has to add other things to his game oh, and yeah. get other guys to, to somewhere where you can kind of hide them on defense. Right. Like, just, yeah. The Warriors do a really good job of hiding step on defense because he's not the best defender, <laughs> but he's the best shooter of all time. So right, you can, yeah, you can, it's if, a trade off. You only got one. You can, you can always hide one. Like uh, who won the championship last year? The Bucks. Okay. Well, like, like, okay. It's like PJ Tucker was a weakness on offense, but like they got so much other offense. You can hide them technically. Cause like everybody else can score. It's just, he can't really score, but he can make a corner three. Like, you know, so yeah, if you got one weak person, just if you can hide that weakness. So I would keep I like I like I always like Duncan. I I keep him. Yeah, most definitely. And, and so uh that finally leads leads us to your predictions. We got Warriors versus Celtics. Um if uh if I remember correct, I believe though the Warriors have the home home court advantage here. Oh yeah uh to to start off. And so these are gonna be really good crowds, uh, as far as like a like TV perspective, like Warriors crowd, they've been going dumb for years now. Celtics, that whole New England fan base, they're they just crazy and rabid fans up there. So what you got here? I'm going to pick with my heart because my head says Golden State in six, but my heart says Boston in six. So I'm going to go with – I'm going Boston. I just think that Tatum and Brown just have this – ability now to like dominate like to take over the games like like they can be like they are feel like that they are the two best players on the court like and they got the skill set to do it so I think I think that's gonna show up big I think the matchup in the front court is gonna be big too Williams and um Horford versus Looney and Draymond yeah like how's that gonna turn out because Looney not really 
all them little easy shots he was getting against Cleaver and uh, what's the other guy named Powell? Uh, who else? Whoever and else they he, tried to throw at center. Even the Memphis series against Clark and Triple J, like yeah, and Adams. But uh, uh-uh. this is this a whole other different animal out of there with Rob. So all them that extra little eight or ten points he was getting, he might not get that. I'd be surprised if he on the floor most of the time because they probably try to go small against Boston and uh, so they can force Rob outside of that paint and have him on the perimeter. So to go out and rolls. Right, so that's gonna be hard. So Draymond has to do some if they play if they do play both of them and Draymond only big really they don't have to do some rebounding because Rob gonna get them off of the rebounds and Horford gonna get them he gonna get he gonna clean up the glass too. Yeah. That's my thing about it. Like that inside, I don't think Golden State will be able to get to the inside, so they are gonna have to shoot the lights out. And we all know they can, but I think that the perimeter defense of Boston is just is good enough to not to contain multiple of them from going off. Like if one, I can see maybe one person getting off for a game, but I don't think Clay going to get off and Poole going to get off or Steph and Clay going to get off or shoot. God forbid. I don't think all three of them will get off, like get off in the same game. So I think Boston is going to find and have the defense to do that. Now I'm scared because the Golden State Warriors are the best team at moving the basketball that I've seen since the 20, what, 14 Spurs probably. So uh, they will, all the Golden State teams since Steve Kerr got that move the ball, but they just, they're going to move the ball. They're going to move themselves. And that's going to be the challenge for Boston because I don't think, I think offensively Boston going to be able to get some of the stuff that they want. Like it's going to be kind of tough on Tatum because I feel like Draymond and Wiggins going to be the primary guards on him, but other, I mean, defend on him, but other than that, Brown, I think he's gonna be able to get to his spot, elevate over Clay. Marcus Smart is bigger than Steph. I think if he wants to get to the lane, he can, you know, drive body him up. Uh, my boy, hey Grant Williams, bro, he's been coming out the bench. He's been very the unspoken piece to this team for Boston because he allowed them to play small, but still be big because yeah. he only like yeah, he six does. six six seven, but he bought he looked like he bought two fifty five two sixty. <laughs> His, that's a big boy. So he been knocking, he be knocking down on threes. So much corner threes. I just think that I think Boston has just got this just one of them years where just a different it's a time for a different team. Like just like when the uh like when the Raptors won it, like it was just somebody else's time. So I think it's just gonna be just this might just be Boston. And it's who knows? This probably could be Boston only one time, like Toronto. But yeah, I think this gonna I think this is this is theirs. That's what I think. Yeah. And so with, uh, I got, I'm going to take Warriors in seven. I'm going Warriors in seven. I think what we'll see a lot early is um, in this, in this series is a lot of, uh, I think they're going to try and trap Steph uh, in between with smart. I think they're going to put Marcus smart on, on Steph as the primary defender in those switching situations. It's you're either going to bring Tatum or Brown up there to, uh, but the other defender or, or the other offensive player is going to bring Tatum or Brown and they're going to try and trap stuff. That's going to leave a lot open. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is I wouldn't be surprised if Boston kind of reverts a little bit and goes back to turning the ball over a lot, like how we did in like uh, the this series, well, the Eastern Conference. And even against uh, Milwaukee, they turned the ball over a lot against the Bucs. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes with with experience and just the moment and where they are and everything in between. 
Um, this is going to be a seven-game series. My key matchups in this is going to be uh, Curry versus Smart and Tatum versus whatever they do. That's going to be Tatum versus Andrew Wiggins. So I think that's going to be kind of that. That's going to be more interesting. Not what Wiggins can do on the offensive end. What he does on the offensive end, that's a plus, and that that's going to be a plus for whatever you can do. But uh, as far as defense is concerned. He takes the challenge. He takes the challenge of playing defense. So I, I do respect that. So, and you never know. We, we might see where Draymond may even clutch situations and clutch moments, last two minutes of the game, whatever the case may be, depending on how the how the rebound situation look or just how the, how the flow of the game is going. I think we may see Draymond uh, matched up with uh, Tatum as well. So, because Tatum's supposed to be that dude, you know they're gonna throw Draymond at him, and Draymond is the the ultimate aggravator. <laughs> so, right. so that's gonna be interesting to see. So, um, I got Warriors in seven. Um, hopefully, it, we do get a seven game series because I absolutely hate whenever like the finals end in like sweep Four, action, five, yeah, sweep action or five games or something or anything of that nature. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got, and I'm super interested in this in this coaching matchup uh, between. Uh, Coach Udoku and the in the defensive mindset that he brings to the game, mm-hmm. along versus Steve Kerr and the offensive mindset that he brings. So this is going to be really, really good. And this is this may actually be the two deepest teams in the league, like matching off against against each other. So that's going to be good. Good news as well. Um, uh, if you're a Warriors Warriors fan. Uh, Gary Payton II is expected to come back in this series from that fractured elbow that he had against Memphis. He's supposed to be back. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, Otto Porter, he may come back and Iguodala, he may not return because that, that injury that he has, it's, it may be, uh, a bit worse than what they originally diagnosed, but I mean, Iggy, he's 38 years old. I mean, it's going to be kind of hard for him to keep up with them young bulls out there like that. <laughs> so, right. So. Yeah, man. And uh, uh, you got anything else on on this series here before we get into them quick hits? Yeah, I think I think one adjustment they that Golden State might do offensively is like either well they're gonna be doing that pick and roll with Steph and Draymond. They're gonna be or whatever because they're gonna want to try to get that switch with Horford and Draymond. But I also think they're gonna be doing some stuff where Draymond's handling the ball primarily. And doing a lot of off-ball stuff with the other players, so Horford isn't like you know in the back line like communicating like the defense, like because you know that's what probably where he's the best at, like being on that back line, like calling out stuff and reading plays and stuff. I think they're gonna try to have him more on the perimeter, like occupied with Draymond doing Draymond stuff while all the other action going on. That's something that I would do as a coach if I yeah. was Steve Kerr. Absolutely. And then there was a uh, there was a stat that you sent me. I actually I actually meant to work this into the uh, into the show previously, but there was that that stat that you sent me that the Western Conference teams have won the majority of the series. Uh, going back to well, the California and Texas, yeah, teams they've won the finals. I I, I can't find it anymore. I was trying to look for it just now, but. Uh, They've been California and Texas teams. They've been dominating the the finals over. The, I think it's let's let's just call it the last decade, or maybe even two. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Was, that that go back goes back to the it 80s. was since the. I think it was since the eighties. Mm-hmm. Or was it no? Or was it the nineties? It's the eighties because I mean you got to go back to the uh to the 
to the Showtime Lakers? Because I because I'm trying to think the only teams that have won it that were outside of Texas have like recently, I would say the last what 30, let's say since 90, was the Bulls, Bulls, Pistons, Raptors. Celtics, Raptors, Bucks last year. Bucks. So oh no, it was since the 2000s. It okay. had to be since the 2000s. Could or was it? Shoot, I don't, I don't think I wish I had it somewhere in my phone. I don't know where. It's yeah, like. I can't even find it. You sit, you sit. Man, I'm about to find it. Was a good step. We gotta hurry up put this in there. This yeah, real good step that my partners uh share with me, and I sent it to you. Let's see, I sent it to you. On and another thing, just while just while you're looking through that, uh, looking for that that stat there, there was a. It's news here. They got the they've named these trophies now. So the Eastern Conference gets the MVP. Uh, the Western Conference gets the MVP uh, trophy. Uh, Steph Curry won the Western Conference MVP. Uh, I believe that's named after Magic Johnson. And the Eastern Conference MVP is now named after Larry Bird. Uh, Jason Tatum, of course, uh, won that. And of course, uh, the it's just it's just real interesting, man. It's just I like that. I like the fact that the league is honoring those legends of the eighties uh, and just a past time. So hopefully they do, they name something after Kobe soon. So. Right. Cause at first I was like, did somebody ask like, well, why didn't they name the Eastern conference after LeBron? Then they, when they start thinking about it, like, well, if you name him, how would you feel naming a, a, a trophy after somebody currently playing? Like what if he went, well, he's in the East, he's in the West now, but it was like, that's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's cool that they honoring them now. Like I guess conference. So now I guess conference. I guess conference MVP is gonna 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 add to your legacy now. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's still weird seeing players hold up like a because it looks like the finals MVP trophy. Like it's just weird to to see that. But I, I respect the league for you know what I'm saying and Adam Silver and and, and the guys up there and and the ladies up there uh, for just saluting legends of the past. I definitely do respect it. Oh well, I can't find. It. But <laughs> yeah, I, don't I can't find. It. I, I don't. I don't know where. I forgot where you sent that to me. I Man, forgot you sent that to me on, on IG or, or or if you text it, I can't even find it in, in a text thread. Man, like, it, was, <laughs> it was such a good step. But yeah, the only other, yeah, pretty much the West has been dominating. Uh, the California Texas teams. California. Yeah, California Texas have been dominating the. Was it the Western? Have been dominating the Western Conference, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think the only the only team to make it out of the West uh, since I think it was the '80s that wasn't that was not a California Texas team was the uh, the Supersonics. Well, yeah, Trailblazers and the Supersonics. Yep, That's Trailblazers, it. Supersonics, and since the uh, since the yeah since the '80s, Trailblazers, Supersonics, and I think I'm trying not to miss one. I'm trying to go fast. Uh... Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, because I mean, it, even in between, like the time of of those dynasties, like Lakers dynasties in the eighties, uh, then you had this is, and we're talking just strictly Western Conference here, mm-hmm. Lake Lakers in the eighties. Uh, the Lakers had a run in the early two thousands. They started off the two thousands. The Spurs won. Uh, they won once in the nineties. Then they had their dynasty in the in the two thousands. Um, and the Warriors. In their dynasty on the front half of, of this of well of the tens 
And right, because Dallas got theirs in twice, Houston got it to the finals twice. 96, 97. Yep. Well, yeah, they, oh, they and we got oh, chips. we got one team, Phoenix. They got and to Phoenix. the finals in the 90s. And Phoenix. So yeah, it, Phoenix. it was on like only like it was on like three or four teams that, that wasn't from California or Texas that have gotten to the finals in the last since 19, I think that was 79. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, hey, if uh if you're a betting woman or man. Make might want to bet on the California team. I don't know. I don't take advice from me because I'm not a gambling expert. Um, and yeah, my, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything else here before we go ahead and wrap on up? Uh, as, okay. So I'm hearing hopefully, all this. Hopefully, no breaking news happens after we wrap up here because we're recording this be during, so during, during the day talk. So dope, right? I uh. Steph legacy talk. Don't know what that means. Uh, every because he's the only player. Well, him not winning those MVPs, those finals MVPs. People hold him for against him. I'm like, but if you look at those finals, he had great. I was okay. His numbers were great, and everyone except the one against the Cavaliers. But all the other ones, the ones they won, his numbers were like twenty eight, seven, and seven. So. He, I, Steph needs his respect. He don't need a Finals MVP to solidify him as one of the. Because to me, he already one of the fifteen greatest players ever. Ever. Like, would a Finals MVP, would a Finals MVP move him up to like twelve or eleven, or would just a win in a ring move him up to like twelve or eleven? Because then they'll, then they'll have what four. Yeah, four. more than Bird. Yeah, more than uh Doctor J. Well, yeah, you already got more than Bird. More than Doctor J. Tied with Shaq and Kobe. More than D-Wade. Tied with LeBron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Double in Durant. Uh, yeah. Double Hakeem. Tied with right one behind Tim Duncan. Yeah. Uh, so uh, well, well, And he changed the game. Like He changed the whole, like, ever since he two, ever since he got drafted, I, well, I would say the year, the year I would put in it, probably like, ever since 2014, you ain't never seen this. People were never shooting threes, like, how crazy they've been shooting them. But the last seven, eight years, that's all, that's all teams do. Oh, oh, shoot threes, shoot threes. Even teams that can't shoot a lick and going to shoot 35 threes a game. That's just how, that's just what he's made the game into. The game. Like, just how fits his impact on home. So, yeah, bro, all this stuff, talk, all this stuff, foolishness. Now, don't put them too high. I heard somebody say, uh, so who was that that said oh what was that pat bev crazy stuff talking about some his legacy can rival lebron i'm like bro stop it stop it stop never it. stop it never. lebron lebron james has changed the game in so many different ways like they LeBron has dominated the game for so long he made it look he made it look too easy to where he don't get the respect he deserved he got to eight straight conference finals in nine and ten years and people were like Oh, but he didn't win the finals. You know how hard it is to get there eight years in a row? Pat Bev hasn't been to the finals once. <laughs> so, me and so, him, me and Pat Bev tied for 275,000 on the uh playoff on the finals appearances uh in NBA history. Me, we tied. I'm actually tied with Pat Beverly at finals appearances. And I ain't played an NBA game since since, since I came out the womb. <laughs> Just buried that bad, 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 bad right there. I love yeah, it. He's down. He with me. So talk all that craziness he wanted. Right. Yeah, and bro. is is it next year year 20 for Braun? Like it's year 20. Year 20. I mean, it's still Come playing on, high, high 20 level. years. 20 years, man. And he's went to what eight finals? 10. 
10, 10 finals. Not too bad. <laughs> Not too he's bad. Gone, by, by numbers, he's gone half the time, half the years he's played him in the finals. Boys would dream to get to the finals. A lot of boys being being a league and they gotta like ring chase. And they know and and from that era back then in the early 2000s, boys didn't ring chase until they were 34, 35, and that was old back then. Right. You know what I mean? Nowadays, Chris Paul is 37, all-time great. I give Chris Paul his flowers. He, he's great. LeBron is – what he does to take care of his body, it's just – it's absolutely amazing. I mean, get him in his flowers. We uh, – no Pat Bev. No Pat. No. Can't do that. Can't do that. Won't mm-hmm. go for that. Steph Curry's legacy this is – This is amazing. Ste- it's Steph's legacy can only go up. It's nothing that can happen to him that will make – his status drop like sorry right. i shouldn't because he's already what 34 about to be 30 like it's it shouldn't he's been to the finals this is what six time yeah six time yeah this six time because he's three and two he lost to, to yeah toronto and um lebron so not bad not bad you lost to Kawhi leonard which is LeBron. that was just Kawhi's just his super year like right. you lost to two of the for show sure, 50 Greatest players of the, of all time. I put Kawhi in the top fifty. He probably, he probably, honestly, he probably top shoot top 40, 30 to forty. He might be top like thirty, really. Yeah. At, at his peak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, plus a lot of what Kawhi was doing, great. Kawhi could have been greater sooner, but the Spurs system held him back a lot. Right, along, and, along, along and injuries. injuries hurt him from doing it longer. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, that's going to be interesting to see what the Clippers look like next year. Uh, I wonder if they do any type of roster reconstruction. Well, not, I'm not going to say reconstruction, but what they do to their roster to get better. Right. Because, uh, man, I, they would have, in my honest opinion, they, I think they would have won. They would have got to the finals last year. Yeah. They, sure. they, they, I think they healthy, I think they would have they got to the finals. Absolutely. Their window was closing. Uh, that, that Clippers, this Clippers team's window, they, that window was closing. But – uh yeah so uh any, any yeah just you got anything else on the list there before you go ahead we should go ahead and shut it on down mm, let's see i feel like we touched on everything uh the, we did the east conference last we slandered how terrible kyle larry was oh got one more person to slander the great the the uh the the legend the of the heat my my Yadonis has them shout out to you for this being hopefully your last season in the NBA you was it was fun while it lasted we enjoyed your nine points and seven rebounds per game for the 27 years you a work you put in um and establishing this heat culture thing that I don't know came where it come from <laughs> and for being the world's greatest uh Coach slash mascot slash bench warmer. Bench filler. <laughs> one time, one time for you, Dallas has one. One time for you, Dallas has one. One time, one time. Just, just absolute, absolutely amazing season. He was just distraught in, in, in legacy hallway or whatever they call it for the, for the Miami Heat. Um, he is the culture, but I guarantee you, UD, your, your playing minutes won't, won't, won't be missed. Won't be missed. Won't be bad. especially not these last nah nah, nah. especially okay. not the, not these last about, yeah. about eight years right. so I'm waiting for that UD uh the Adonis has them documentary come oh, out God, from the so Miami crazy. from from braids to fade 
the Udonis Haslam uh, Miami Heat story. Doc. Doc, Doc, Doc. <laughs> the three-part series documenting his entire career run as a, a undrafted. I think he was undrafted. University of Florida. Or he was a he's a he was either undrafted or he was like a late pick. But he made he got there his journey to the league. He got skinny. He started starting. They won a ring. He went, he got he got a little older. They team got a little better. He went to the bench, was a good contributor on that other championship team. And then the last one, he was, you know, he was he hung enough for the ride. And ever since then, he's just been a a, a great Miami. I would say he's been a great Miami citizen. How hard is it to just like not dress out and for him to just like put a suit on and sit next to like Alonzo Morton? Or he could just put a polo on and just sit right next to Karan Butler and Chris Flint, Chris uh, Chris Quinn. Well, those I think the way everybody I think this it's is not hard. but it's not hard, but those coaches' checks don't hit the same as those players' checks, mm. if you know what, if you know what I'm saying. Cause I think his the minimum he can get the, the veteran minimum is like two million. So he can write or 1.2 million, two million. So you get that, or you can be an assistant coach for the two hundred, for the three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand. I think the, uh, I think that one point two to two million kind of, you know, is what's making them stay. Which I don't hate him. For, well, <laughs> I, you know, I hate him for taking it, but I can't hate it's your him money. Really. But I can't hate him for taking it, but I can't hate him that it's available to be taken. They, yeah, they're making it. They're presenting, it. They presenting it to him. Right. So. If they, right. If they, if they, if they saying, hey, we want you, I, who am I to say turn down $2 million? That's a fact. All I want to know is just where can I get a gig where I can, like, sign up and be, like, those uh, Celtics players that didn't do squat, uh, like, bench bob. Like, how or who do I have to play, like, one-on-one just so I can, like, get that job? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm sure I'm um, – can, you know, kind of make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I can, man, I can make a mean free throw at practice so we ain't got to run. That's it. That's it. I, I guarantee mean, a mean free throw. I'm, I guarantee I'm, I'm in shape. You know what I'm saying? I'm, in, I'm in shape to be able to. I'm not, not going to guarantee that for myself, but oh, no, 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 I no, 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 I, I, if we, if we, if we doing some, some type of sprints to have court, yeah, I got you. I got you full court. <laughs> oh yeah, full. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no. I know full, full, no, no, no. full court. Full court might be a different story. Half court, I got you. Free throws, I got you. Energy right, players, I, just the glue, the chemistry, I got you. I got right, you. I, I, I got the music bumping in the locker room. Good vibes. I can, I bring the I bring some vibes. That's me. I got it. I got it. Where do I sign up? Uh, David Griffin, give us a call. <laughs> so or whoever owns the Detroit, well, it's cold up there. I was about to say, never mind. Yeah. Who some, some whoever is in the South and the team sucks, call me, please, please, somebody. You know what I'm saying? I I could have been, you know what I'm saying? I could have been on, on on the bench with, with the Grizzlies doing whoop oh, that shit. Oh wait, you know what I'm definitely, I definitely play for the Orlando Magic today. Oh, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> I will play for the Kings today. Joe Dumars, call one of us, please, <laughs> please. You know man. Yeah, he's he, yeah he's he's part of the, the Kings front office. Like this is his first year. Like like oh okay. Well, okay. well this is this will be his first year. Let me put it that way. Oh, so he's new. Yeah, he's new. Yeah, oh. he, he was part of the the reason Mark Mike Brown got hired. All, all stuff. Oh, okay. Shout out to Joe Dumas. Did not know where he's been at these last couple of years, but now I know he's resurfaced in Sacramento. I definitely will be a well not tuning in. I'm like I'll be alive. I say I'm watching King Game, but I'll be rooting for him to be successful over there. That's a fact. Shout out to Joe Dumars, one one of three one eight song. Shout out. So uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, well, we go ahead and wrap up the show. I thank everybody that's tuned into the perspective, this episode of the Perspective Podcast. This is the finals edition. Uh, we are officially available on new stream, streaming uh, places as well. You can check us out on Pandora now. You can check us out on Samsung if you, if you have any type of Samsung device. Uh, we're actually over on uh, FM Player, uh, Google, and Am- Amazon as well. Amazon, this up. Shout out to Amazon. Uh, and oh, so yeah, we all over the place. Yeah, we we over here, we over here getting to a progression. Progression. Shout out to the uh shout out to our editors uh of the show and thank you guys and make sure y'all share it with a friend, share it with a family member, uh all the good stuff. So until next time, y'all, peace.